0: People hear the word pathology they usually, usually think about the law and order or the pathologist investigating some kind of uh, you know uh, uh, death or murder etc uh, um, and I was also thinking that but four years ago when we started uh, doing projects in uh, digital pathology I actually came to understand that uh, pathology is actually the science of uh, I think uh, which actually cherishes life
1: leader. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by J Ventures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley, in partnership with LomiTech and sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, UpWest, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and Birthright Excel, and in media partnership with Tech. Welcome to 20-Minute Leaders, and let's dive deep into one of the most important verticals in the high-tech sector, pathology. Meet Chen Sagiv, the co-founder and co-CEO of Deep Pathology AI. She is also the founder of Sagiv Tech and Surgeon AI. Chen has a PhD in applied math from the Tel Aviv University, specializing in computer vision. She loves math and the mix of algorithms and healthcare. She lives in Gash with her husband, twin girls, and two dogs. Chen Sagiv, welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. Thank you for joining me.
0: Uh, thank you for having me, uh, Mikhail. Uh, pleasure to be here, and uh, super excited to participate in your uh, show.
1: <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm I'm super excited and honored to have you here because the work that you're doing, you know, it's pretty rare that I get to sit with somebody that that really, you know, the work that they're doing on a very deep level is changing paradigms and is changing ways in which we interact with the human body and thinking through humanity and 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 how do we actually tackle some of the most challenging problems, and so. In these 20 minutes, I want to talk both about your, your experience with deep with pathology and Tech and Surgeon AI. Obviously, you're deep into the artificial intelligence space when it comes also to the human body and research. And, and I think it's going to be fascinating to understand first, you know, on a high-level context, what is pathology? And then how are you translating AI technology to go and, and make, make a strong impact over there? So, Ken, take me a little bit through your journey. Up until deep pathology, and then we'll get into
0: those fun subjects. Okay, great, fantastic. So, um, so I'm. Uh, I was born and raised in uh, Israel, and uh, from when I was a kid, I always loved mathematics. So when I uh, graduated from the army, I I was actually I, I was uh, doubting be- between uh, physics science and medicine. And uh, I was uh, lucky enough to be accepted to all. And then I said, okay, I'm afraid of blood and and I'm going to cry all the time as a a doctor. So I cannot harm anyone with physics. So I did my first and second degrees in physics. And then I, I was lucky enough to do my PhD and apply the mathematics and in between work in Israel and the Netherlands. Uh, in um, algorithms uh, development in the, de- the medical domain, but not only. And then uh, 12 and a half years ago, um, my husband and I, so my husband Nitzan, is from the uh, more business-oriented field. He was uh, overseeing the business units from um, business perspective, sales, money, etc. So uh, we decided to join forces after raising twins, are now at uh, 23. So after you raise twins, you know, running companies is just much, much simpler. <laughs> and this is this is true. And uh, and uh, so we joined forces and started tech as a process company, uh, specializing in computer vision and GPU computing at a time. Uh, I think that like um, six, seven years ago, the AR revolution really swept the industry and we really shifted are gears towards uh, AI and computer vision. And also, uh, SagiTech was some kind of an incubator to both Deep Pathology and Surgeon AI, which are both uh, product companies. Uh, so, uh, and I think Deep Pathology is more mature, so uh, it's already alive and kicking, uh, selling and uh, uh, staying in, uh, on its own two feet. And uh, I think that if you like, I can also go into Pathology. Please do. Okay, fantastic. So, uh, when people hear the word pathology, they usually, usually think about the uh, law and order or the pathologists investigating some kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, death or murder, etc. Uh, but um, and I was also thinking that. But four years ago, when we started uh, doing projects in uh, digital pathology, I actually came to understand that uh, pathology is actually the science of. I think, uh, which actually cherishes life. Because um, when people go through biopsies, for example, uh, so there's a tissue, uh, it's uh, sliced, it's colored, because um, the the, the cells are not coming in colors. And Mm -hmm. and then the pathologist, the expert pathologist, is actually... Uh, looking at the biopsy to see whether there is cancer, uh, whether there is some kind of infectious disease, to give the diagnosis and also to recommend a treatment. And the role of pathologists is crucial in the diagnosis and in um, actually uh, providing the the right treatment. And this is in uh, diagnosis, but also in former research in developing new drugs to evaluate the efficiency and the toxicity of new drugs, you also need to evaluate Uh, the the biopsies, and the biopsies could be in preclinical trials of animals, or of actually, you know, in large clinical trials of humans, where you want to see how the drug is actually uh, working. And you need, in order to do that, to quantify different kinds of cells, tumor cells, uh, uh, immune cells, etc. And all of this has been done analogly uh, in an analog way under the microscope, where people were counting things, uh, you know, one, two, three, four, five, and uh, the introduction of digital pathology is actually, you know, it was a game changer. And and I think the introduction of digital information, you know, it sounds so trivial, trivial. For someone from your generation, because everything is digital, but yes. but you know, I, I was uh, listening to, to to records and you know and uh, was uh, using the <laughs> pencils to 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 fix my cassettes. So for me, digital is far from being obvious, and it's fascinating to see how digitation is invading so many fields in medicine and it actually is an enabling technology, super, super important, because you cannot apply AI on analog information. You need digitization. And radiology was first, then pathology, and now surgery. And I'm just thinking what will be next? I I don't know. I mean, all the medical data is being digitized. And this, I I think that this is uh, like, you know, a revolution which is as important as antibiotics, as vaccination. Wow! It's, yeah, I, I really That's believe a that, big and I think it's fascinating to to be a part, a small part of this uh, fantastic uh, revolution.
1: So, how is this? Re- First of all, wh- what? How, how is this revolution actually taking place? When is it taking place? Is it already finished? Is it, are we, where are we in terms of it? Both the digitalization, but, but then you know, what you're working on is actually the layer on top of the digitalization, right? Yeah. Actually now data-driven insights and technologies that actually help do research, not just through what we studied in academia from our personal experiences, but, but through software that can look at millions of data points. So, so what's happening?
0: So, so yeah, I, I think there's a lot going on. There's really a lot going on. It's unbelievable. It's the, the ecosystem for radiology, for pathology, and now for surgery. I think it's booming. And still, there is, um, there is a gap between, I think, the state of the art technology, which is, you know, just, unbelievable, and what is happening in real life. And I want you to, to address three points here. The first thing is the enabling technology, that the bringing IT to the medical world is far from being trivial, because it's not, uh, I mean, IT issues which are so, like, fundamental, the bread and butter in so many domains, they still need to make their way into... So they did make their way to the radiology, because in radiology, with DICOM, things are more standardized, but in pathology, uh, most pathology labs in the world are still not digital. And uh, there's still, it's, it involves a huge amount of money, of resources, of change of um, the way that things are being done. And, um, you know, uh, 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 doctors are really. I think suspicious because they want to know that when they use a digital system that what you see on the screen is actually what you see under the microscope, And this is really fundamental, it's, it's, it's way before you apply any AI algorithms to it. And and, and I think that um, to, to make a revolution you really need to go with the medical doctors so that you are flowing, you are within their workflow, you are not interrupting their workflow. So the digitation in the Western world, in pathology labs, is still something which is uh, needs to be completed when it comes to surgery. So I'm talking about laparoscopic surgeries where you actually, the, the surgery is being done when the surgeon is looking on the screen. Now, these videos of the surgery are just not existing after the surgery is over because nobody is archiving them. And uh, nobody's using them, not for AI, not for nothing. And just think about, so, so, you know, in pathology, you're talking about slides. There are huge slides, but you're talking about frames. In surgery, you're talking about videos. So just think about the amount of information that you want to archive. It's, it's unbelievable. So, so just building a reasonable infrastructure in terms of archiving solutions, of, in terms of, uh, 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 smart video summarization techniques, this is like a a fundamental uh, infrastructure which is still being built. It's It's not over yet at all. Now, once you have a solid enough infrastructure, you can start thinking about algorithms, AI, computer vision, all this good stuff. And and, and while I know so many companies, both in Israel and in the U.S., in, this, in the in the in the Scandinavia, in India, uh, which are my competition, but are part of a very thriving ecosystem, and you know there are such huge tasks to be solved that no single company. Even a, even a large company, no single company can actually provide solutions to all the problems that medical uh, profession has to offer. So I strongly believe in an ecosystem which uh, that that can communicate. That so that as a physician, I will be able to say, okay, well, I need one, two, three, and I can, and all these solutions can interact with each other. So my vision is not only to have. Great solutions of my own company, but to be to to have solutions which are smart enough to integrate into a, an ecosystem and this is I think there's still a gap here because it doesn't make sense that you will have to really um, right now it's the solutions are out there. Some of them already have FDA approvals, but it's very difficult to have them in the usual routine, in the usual workflow. And I think this integration is a big, big challenge. And the first thing is, I think, to to really see um, these solutions as part of the routine work of the physicians. So our vision in deep pathology is to bring AI capabilities to the hands of the doctors. Because the way that we envision that, AI should not be in the sole domain of computer scientists, of engineer, of data scientists, but AI tools should be available uh, as, as, I don't know, as as a very sophisticated computer uh, or uh, to, to to be part of what pathologists or surgeons or radiologists can actually work on, explore, investigate, because in, in, in our vision, that the right way to move forward is to join forces between the AI experts and the domain experts, being that pathology, radiology, or surgery. And all these such, um, uh, let's say, working together can really bring meaningful uh, and 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 the uh, you know and uh, and the um, results that you can actually implement in practice
1: and so today wh- what is the balance like for you between you being you as a physician you as an entrepreneur as a researcher a- as a visionary and a pioneer in a field which what it sounds to me from your description we're really just beginning right we're really in the roots of, of where we're going to end up, and so so it's 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 a lot of responsibility that you're also taking on yourself to 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 run through with this domain, and 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 so how do how do you balance all these different characteristics?
0: Um, so so I think it's an excellent question. I think you know I think that uh, moving towards balance is uh, is you know is, is a life mission uh, in, in so many uh, levels, personal levels, professional levels. I think that here in order to uh, to really Balance out things. I really, I strongly believe in communication. So, I I I I I know, you know, fantastic people who come with superb ideas with superb capabilities. But only uh, by um, really understanding the needs. Uh, so I think that for me, uh, somewhere when coming from mathematics and from algorithms, mm-hmm. I need to really understand. The problems, the language, the the, the 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 mindset of the medical doctors. Otherwise, I I I I it doesn't make any sense to make a technology which is not rooted in a real clinical needs. On the other end, I strongly believe that the clinicians should at least understand a little bit about the technology so that they. I don't expect them to start writing in Pytorch or in, you know, in TensorFlow or whatever. Um, but they do need to understand the principles, the limitations, the way to evaluate think, and the way to be critical. And this is, by the way, the reason why I started my my course, AI for pathologists, because i um I, I was thinking, well, you need to make some kind of common grounds where pathologists, um, medical doctors can actually talk. To the AI experts, the mathematicians, and this collaboration, I, 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 you know, with all respect to artificial intelligence, I believe that human intelligence is something that will actually will make things uh, uh, move forwards. And and part of being uh, uh, an intelligent human is to listen to other humans and and to and to really understand. Um, what they need and what will bring value. Because eventually, if you don't bring value to your customers, to patients, uh, then then you don't do anything meaningful.
1: Now, is artificial intelligence already making a, a dramatic impact on pathology and research today? Uh, uh, or... or- where are we at? I think is the question because I think that we, we we both agree that it's inevitable and it's going to be very transformative. I'm wondering where where are we at with this timeline of of this transformation?
0: Uh, so yeah, so I so I think artificial intelligence actually uh, um, started to be meaningful in pathology. I think from about four to five years ago, you know, when 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 uh, people started experimenting, I think that nowadays you see already. A solid AI-based solution for diagnosis. You see uh, how pharma companies are using AI to develop uh, new drugs and to evaluate uh, clinical trials and to really extract to 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 make the most. For extracting valuable uh, information from from data, and I think that yes, it does make an impact. I think that um, four years ago, uh, we, I talked to a lot of pathologists, and four years ago, they were really reluctant and you know very suspicious. And why shall we embrace that? Right. It will replace us. And, and nowadays, I think that they really see it as a decision support system that will allow them to um, to get rid of the time-consuming, tedious, you know, unpleasant tasks and really focus on the higher uh, level tasks. So I think that at some point, maybe you can view um, medical experts as pilots that they have a very sophisticated machine. But they control it, and they make the decision where when it will be autopilot, and when they are needed in in a riskier Very or right. in, in places where you need someone to to really you know balance out the, the 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 AI and to bring the human intelligence in. So so I think yes, it already has some impact. It already uh, it's not only in the stage of early adapters. I think it's gradually. Um, entering the the mainstream
1: mm-hmm. but
0: don't forget uh, the the, the um, when you look at uh, poor countries when you look at smaller hospitals the the in order to jump onto the AI train you need to invest a lot of money and I think that this is why uh this is something that is being done. Uh, is uh, strategically by governments because to become, let's say, AI ready is is, is something that uh, that countries should uh, to, should strive for, and this is why we need to build an ecosystem uh, which is not only made of uh, small or large companies, but also the the, the, the medical stakeholders and also the, the 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 countries which should take care of the regulation so that. Right privacy issues are really, really, uh, you know, kept in the strictest uh, way and that patients' uh, rights are kept, but also to to make an infrastructure because eventually AI, I believe, in, in the medical field will make us uh, live longer, will make our life easier because I think that we will be able to diagnose diseases much earlier and provide... Uh, 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 medications or treatment, which is personalized. So, so I really believe that this is a tremendous revolution uh, that that uh, will help people live better. I really, I, I really believe that.
1: I, I love it, and I can. No, Mm -hmm. I I think the beginning of the conversation, you helped answer my question of what what fascinated you growing up. And I think you just answered my question of what (laughs) inspires you today. Uh, Thank you for everything uh, and stay safe and stay healthy.